Welcome to Be More Super the Podcast. Up in the sky, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. An action-packed podcast where we'll discuss all things entertainment. You're the answer to are we alone in the universe? Conventions, prop collecting, cosplay, interviews, reviews, and so much more. The show starts with host Brian Gardner right now. So on this week's episode of Be More Super, the podcast, we've got a great guest. Uh, This guest has been in such films as I Spy, Fast and the Furious, Tokyo Drift, Final Destination 2, uh, CW Supergirl, Supernatural. The list goes on and she can currently be seen in the wonderful show Virgin River. It's, of course, Linda Boyd. Linda, welcome to the show. Thank you, Brian. Thank you for having me. It is a pleasure, and I've got to say, uh, the show is doing so well over here. Uh, yeah. It was number one at one point, and everyone's raving about it. And uh, as soon as season three came out, I sort of binged watched it all in one day. <laughs> oh, Literally, did you really? I, yeah, and, and, and I've got to say, I was a nervous and emotional wreck by the end of the season and we'll talk about more of that in a moment but before we get on the nitty-gritty as I ask all my guests why acting Linda why not some other profession what got you into acting and what inspired you to get into this industry um a lot of things like when I was a kid I was in dance classes from the time I could you know walk um so I was I took dance for like 12 years and that was a performing thing. And then I, you know, high school, you know, drama classes, stuff like that. Um, I just have always been fascinated with television. Like when I was a little kid, I used to make up reasons to not go to school so I could stay home and watch TV. Because <laughs> there were some shows here. There was one called The Friendly Giant and Mr. Dress Up. Um, and I thought, I want to be on television every day like Mr. Dress Up. So it was more like a little childhood. Um, that, and then honestly, in grade twelve, when I would listen to people around me going, "Oh, I'm going to UBC University, and I'm going to do this, and I'm going to be a doctor, and I'm going to be a lawyer," and I, I was like, "I none of that appeals to me. Um, I guess I'll be an actor." So I went to college to study acting, and after a year, I quit because I I didn't think I wanted to be an actor. It's been a long, weird way. I'm a singer too, so I, I instead oh, wow. uh, did, you know, had a band, traveled all over, um, lost my voice um, in the band because I was singing six nights a week in clubs and then traveling on the seventh mm. day, and you know, partying, all that stuff when you're in your twenties. <laughs> rock and roll. <laughs> yep, yep. Sex, drugs, rock and roll. Um, anyway, uh, it's all just sort of kind of made uh, well. Also, Vancouver, when I was growing up, was a theater town, but then it became mm. a television. And, um, you know, those of us who kind of did theater kind of looked and went, oh, how do we get into that? I want to do that. So you just mm. kind of take courses and learn how to act in front of a camera. And and now, honestly, at my age, I don't know what the hell else I, I would do. I, <laughs> I'm, I I'm sure you could... I am sure you, you'll be able to do anything if you put your mind, mind to it. I really, really do. Um, I mean, what was your biggest obstacle? Sorry? I've become a really good gardener this summer, so I did put my mind to that. I've been growing there all my own go. vegetables. Mm-hmm. 
that um, that is an art in itself it really really <laughs> is and i think that everyone gets to a certain age where they want to have an 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 allotment uh, as we call it in the uk and to grow your own you know vegetables my father father-in-law has just got to that age where he wants to grow his own potatoes and oh. uh, tomatoes and everything like that and it's so cute to see but i think yeah. we should we should do it more i think we should grow our own vegetables be more <laughs> sustainable ourselves uh for the you know the 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 environment and uh, to try and reduce global warming because it's definitely uh, in the news at the moment hitting oh boy the well like look at me i'm just global warmed up totally <laughs> <laughs> Um, you know, the other thing in Vancouver, I live in what's known as East Vancouver, a lot of Italian families, a lot of Asian families, and a lot of them have chosen to get rid of the grass, like not have a lawn, because that's a, just a waste of space, and planted gardens. So some people have, you know, corn growing in the front yard, and then the backyard they've got kale and beans, and like their whole, any area that's outside is being used to garden vegetables and and um uh, that's sort of what inspired me because I walk my dog around the neighborhood and that's what made me go, well, I should be doing this too. So I, I, I haven't torn up the lawn, but I bought a big planter box and I've got all kinds of stuff going on. I've got basil coming yeah. up the... So yeah, I, I mean, no matter what situation you're in, uh, you could, you know, grow your own, as you say, a plant box. You know, even, yeah. even, even if you live in a block of flats or apartments... You can have that plant plant box and you can grow something, at least grow one thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of fun and mm. rewarding. So that's my <laughs> new skill. But the thing is, <laughs> I, I haven't got to that stage yet where I want to grow stuff. Uh, I've been thinking about it, but I'm, I'm not very good at DIY. I'm not very good at gardening. My my wife wants to trade me in uh, for a better model uh, that does <laughs> DIY. So uh, I better get my act together. Um, but let's talk about Virgin River because it's it's storming the charts. Um, so many listeners and viewers may not realise that it started out as a set of books by yeah. Robin Carr and it's now gracing our screens in its third season. Uh, and you play Lily uh, which I've got to say was absolutely such a wonderful part. I mean, how did the part come about for you? And what was the, the audition uh, like? Oh, you want, this is funny. Um, I had just finished doing a play in 2018 with an actress, Nikki Cavendish, who plays Connie in the show. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. both of us finished the play, and then along came these auditions for this new show. I auditioned for Connie, the role of Connie. Nikki auditioned for the role of Hope, the mayor of the town. We didn't get those roles. I became Lily. She became Connie. It's just like, who the hell's Lily? I didn't audition for this. Anyway, I said, okay, fine, great. It's, <laughs> it's a job. I like jobs. Um, so that's how it came about. It wasn't like I read the script and went, oh, my God, I have to play this character. It was, we want you in our show, but we want you as this person instead of the mm. one I went for. Um yeah, that's kind of how it came about. And, and you know, and we did, did you read any of the books um, when you got the role? No, I didn't, actually. Um, and I, I still haven't, and I don't know why. Maybe because mm. I think I read an excerpt, and it was a bit different than our first couple of scripts, and I thought, mm, maybe this is going to confuse me. So, you know, now that I'm no longer in the show, I could probably... 
go back and read <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> no, I mean, I think it's all over the internet now. It is, yeah. It's been out yeah. for three weeks, right? Um, it, yeah, it's been out about two and a half weeks here. It came out, July. was it, the 9th of July? July, yeah, three weeks today. Mm. Is it three weeks yeah. today? Wow, yeah. time has gone fast. Yeah. Good old so, COVID time, I call it. <laughs> I know, I know. I call it today's confused day because uh, I don't mm. know what day it is. Because during the lockdown, no days had, they didn't have any quality to them. It wasn't like, oh, this feels like a Sunday when we're going to have roast beef. You know what I mean? Mm. It just every day, like, what's happening? Is the world coming to an end kind of thing, you know? Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's that. I not auditioned for Lily, but that was the part I was cast as, and um, yeah, and, and then it grew. It the part grew. Mm. Uh, Do you know what? I it, always wonder how um, you know how the books would compare with the show because the show is so well written and mm -hmm. it's so well directed and and produced i wonder how different the books are and and some sometimes you know i'm not a massive book reader i don't know about you but i like my john grissoms and then autobiographies and i'm scared yeah. to get the books in case i don't know it ruins it for me i don't know i mean i mean uh, i mean i suppose some of the viewers and list listeners could comment on how different they think the show is compared to the books um but yeah i mean your role has obviously been developed more and more as the seasons have gone on you know mm. season one uh, is a lovely scene around the table when you when you're playing cards and uh, annette O'Toole's character comes in um, <laughs> and then we see more and more of you as the season's gone on when you started with the show did you realize that your character will be developed a lot more uh, as the seasons you know went on or did you just think it was a one season deal well usually you know most times you don't know okay for instance i did a series in st john's newfoundland 10 years ago and when i signed on it was i thought it was a six month job and then you don't know until the show is actually out there in the world if you're going to have another season. Well, I ended up having six seasons of that show. So I ended up living in St. John's, Newfoundland for six years, which wow. couldn't have predicted that one. Um, yeah, so with this, it was, um, you know, we did a season and then we got renewed and I got asked back. And, and they usually will guarantee, you know, we're going to guarantee you five episodes or we're going to guarantee you. And then back in January 2020, uh, before the whole pandemic became a reality for all of us, um, I had a call with Sue Tenney, the executive producer and showrunner and writer, um, and that's when she told me about the whole um, cancer um, storyline and the inevitable, um, you know, demise of Lily. Mm -hmm. uh, and it was kind of I I I was like. I'd lost two older siblings to cancer. And so when I heard that word, I was like, if they could have seen my face, it was like, oh, great. Thank you. Uh, cancer, huh? And I really, I just did not want to go revisit that pain and grief. Mm. And I didn't, I, so what I did was I learned my lines for each time I had a scene to do. I'd learned those lines so well that, like go over them a hundred times so that nothing could, you know, throw me off course. But I didn't think about cancer. The only thing I did research-wise was I read Alex Trebek's um, 
autobiography, the one he wrote after he told the world he had stage four pancreatic cancer, which is what Lily had. And just one thing that um, really struck me was he said that because he had been so open about his disease and his decision to really fight one of the most aggressive cancers to fight, you know, um, but he went through chemo and, and uh, probably radi radiation too, I can't remember. But he said he would get letters from people who had the same illness and some people chose not to fight. Some people um, just wanted to have palliative care. And he said, you can't judge someone in this position because you don't know what you would do. And so I thought, well, that's, that makes sense because that's kind of how Lily's trajectory ended up being that she, she chose to spend the last whatever time she had relatively healthy um, and not a burden. She didn't want to be a burden to anybody. So, yeah. So that's, and then uh, of course, as soon as I get on set and say those words, I'd be like, because <laughs> 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 like floodgates were opening. Mm. Yeah. I mean, so, that, that, that story, storyline in, 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 in particular touched home because, because both, both my father and my mother has got cancer. And, and for me, you know, watching that was not only slightly uncomfortable, but, it was quite heartwarming as well because in the show what was really nice was the people around Lily and the amount of love and support and you know it was just heartwarming to see that and 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 how how she's going to be remembered and um you know the scene yeah. where a daughter gives the painting um to Alexandria in 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 it Mel um in the show and it just literally made me sort of sort of have a frog in my throat and I do you know what it must have been so difficult especially having been through that like first hand well not first hand but obviously with with your siblings I mean how did that affect you you know after doing those sort 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 of scenes um well, I usually come home and have a shot of tequila and go to bed, you know, just to, yeah, get, rinse the day away somehow. Um, yeah, that's the, on that day that we did the scene with the, all the women from the sewing circle, the Stitch and Bitch crew, all those women are my friends in real life. Um, wow. Nikki Cavendish, who I've known, did the play with. Terrell Rothery, who plays Muriel, I've known since we were teenagers because we used to tap dance together. Um, Gwyneth Walsh and Christina, all of them, just so looking at them and saying those words and just having them look at me in everybody's eyes was, I mean, it was just, it was almost impossible to get through those scenes without bawling. Um, but yeah, I feel lucky in the sense that I had those people, those particular people on set with me, people that I've known mm -hmm. and loved for years. Um, and you know what, I guess the other thing was I got to live that life and that experience and as Linda, I choose other. You know what I mean? I yeah. choose radiant health and happy, healthy, happy, healthy, happy, healthy. <laughs> yeah, that's how I'm doing it. <laughs> Bless. <laughs> um, but the but, cast that you, you share your screen with, I've got to say, what a wonderful bunch of of working actors to share that screen <laughs> with. I mean, uh, Annette, Annette O'Toole was was quite absent in season three I, and if yeah. i believe in saying uh it was due to covid uh yeah. that she couldn't but she did yeah. the video call um 
Yeah. I mean, what was she like to work work with? Because oh. many will recognise her from Smallville, Superman 3, Copacabana with Barry Manilow go, going back the years. Uh, she was Are you in kidding? That new... She was yeah. also in the original It. Um, you yes. know, It, the... Yeah, Stephen King. Yeah. That yeah. got here in Vancouver, and my sister did her hair, because my sister is a an Emmy award-winning hairstylist, and she's been in the business a long time. And I didn't know Annette then, but Susan always really loved working with her, and I know why. She's just a really kind person, um, just really down to earth. And um, yeah, I missed I missed seeing her because, mm. you know, I talk about Hope all the time, and I don't want her to, you know, some of the dialogue about wanting Hope to know about what was going on with Lily because I didn't want her rushing back and. Um, yeah, I, 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 it's unfortunate that I didn't get to see Annette in person last season. But, um, yeah, yeah, she's awesome. And she's one of the most prolific knitters I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Literally every day when in season two, I'd look over and she, I'd go, oh, you've got something new going on. She was making hats and, and beautiful sweaters for her daughters. And there was me trying to learn to knit. I had this little tiny blue thing. And I'd taken some lessons, and I'd bring it to work, and I'd go, oh, Annette, can can you just show me how to turn around and go back the other way so she could help me? And then I'd lose a stitch. i go, would you mind to just get me back on it? Literally, that thing has never grown past this. And in fact, <laughs> when we're in the sewing circle in those scenes in Jack's bar, I've got that little thing. I brought my own knitting because I thought I wanted to look like at least I pretend I'm knitting. And most of the time, when they yell cut, I go, oh, um, Gwyneth, can you get my knitting back on? Or Terrell, anybody? They're all like sitting there knitting like crazy because Terrell's a knitter. Nicola's a knitter. Gwyneth Walsh is a knitter. It was just me and Christina who who couldn't actually do it. So Christina would sit there and she'd pick things apart and pretend she was doing something really important with some string. <laughs> Do you know yeah, what? We've all been there where, where we've tried to learn to uh, to knit. I mean, my my, my nonna would spend hours trying to get me to knit and yeah. literally I would just end up with that little bit of no. wool and that was it. It just mesmerised me. It really did. But it doesn't another thing sense. I... It doesn't, no. It's magical. It really is. I know. Who thought? Who is the first person who went, I know, I'm going to take two sticks and some wool... And I'm gonna make some, like. How did they even figure that out? Anyway, it's mm. not. And when, me. and when my <laughs> girls were born, uh, mm -hmm. their their nonas, you know, made like sort of, um, you know, the jackets and the hats. And I would never turn them down because I just think they're <laughs> magical, and and uh, we will keep them forever for my girls' girls uh, yeah. in the future. Uh, awesome. Another thing I want to, wanted to ask as well is that how far in advance? So you start a season and you've got your sides or your scripts. How yeah. far in advance do you know the storyline? Uh, so, like for a season, season three, obviously you got taken aside and you got told, you know, what's going to happen. But how far in advance do you know? you know, what you're going to be doing? Is it, you know, a couple of days? Is it a week? Uh, it's script by script, usually. Um, even when I was like, a, I was lead character on The Republic of Doyle, which I shot in mm. St. John's. Um, yeah, we'd get together while we were filming an episode uh, when um, at lunch, we'd all meet in a room and read the next script. So that's when you found out 
oh, guess what? I get to do this cool thing next time. Um, yeah, I, I've, I don't think I've ever been told, other than this third season of Virgin River, that, you know, this is going to be her struggle, and by episode eight, she's no longer with us. That's the first time ever I've ever been given an outline like that. Um, yeah, cool. usually it's a script for me. And, anyway. and I mean, obviously, I presume the last three seasons have been a blast on the set with the crew, uh, with the director, which I believe in saying did Tim direct episodes as as as, as well. He directed quite a few, he, didn't he? In season one and two, but he chose right. not to season three, I think, because, you know, everybody was kind of, we didn't know what we were dealing with, but um, with the COVID thing. So, yeah, he didn't direct um, season three in any episodes. But I've actually worked with Tim before. He hired me, I'm going to say, 15 years ago. He was directing a TV movie in Toronto, and I was flown out there to do this TV movie with him. And then about 10 years before that, we had acted together in a movie with Jacqueline Smith from the original Charlie's Angels. Um, I was playing her best friend and he played this, he played a fisherman named John, this brusque kind of guy. Um, anyway, so I've worked with him quite a bit actually over the years. Mm. Yeah, he's, he's a fantastic actor and I've got to oh say, such yeah. a good looking man for a man of his age. He is so good looking. He Those really, really is. Yeah, oh exactly. he is. Yeah, totally, and, totally. and again, another scene in, in, in the hospital uh, when he starts listening to the music, um, mm. that got me again. Again, I've got to well, say, I, I was worn out by the end. The end of the season, I really, really was. I, really I was, was bawling really my eyes out watching myself tell Mel about my situation, telling Doc, and I'm not ready for any of this. I was bawling my eyes out watching this show, and I'm going, "You're bawling at yourself." And then the funeral that just did me in. That funeral that they had for Billy. I mean, that just, God, I thought, okay, well, now hopefully my funeral will be quite as nice. Um, but yeah, I was bawling my eyes out a lot. It was hilarious to me, like sobbing. <laughs> And and I'm just I'm just I'm just going to put it out there. If they don't have a season four, uh, I'm going to be sending some very stern emails um, <laughs> because the way it ended, see season three. Uh, I'm sure people understand if they've seen it. I won't won't say what it is, okay. but yeah. I, I I I had to rewind it and 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 literally I was like, pardon, I was like, what? Okay, Did I hear that. <laughs> and I was like, I should put. On, even though it's in English, I'll put subtitles on. <laughs> yeah, 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 uh, yeah, exactly, exactly. And Netflix hasn't announced anything yet, so. But I mean, obviously, mm. here's me. I'm probably, you know, that's it. If there was a season four, um, I'm moved on mentally. I've kind of moved on. But you know, I, I, I am sure that you'll always be remembered that character in that show. Because she had such an impact, and I think with yeah. her daughter and and the little ba ba baby, I'm sure that that uh, you'll you'll be mentioned and remembered in that show. And you played such a great part, and you 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 were part of that show. A massive, I mean, see, season three, your story storyline was enormous. It really stood out from the others. Uh, I've got to say, but let's talk location because location of Virgin River is a place where I want to sell up and move to. 
the place ah. looks so beautiful. <laughs> I mean, does places like that really exist? <laughs> oh, sure. I mean, listen, I, I hike in the North Shore Mountains. I'm pointing that way because I'm pointing north. Um, I, I cross a bridge and in 12 minutes I'm up in the mountains hiking in some of the most beautiful... I, I don't really need to go anywhere anymore. Like, I've traveled a lot in the world, but when I get up there, I'm just going... There's a river running by. I go down the river and drink water out of it because that's where our water supply comes from. And I go, I don't, I live in one of the most beautiful places on earth. Um, Jack's Bar, that is about an hour drive up the highway towards Whistler, where we had our 2010 Olympics. Mm. Um, yeah, you, you start driving up the highway um, past Squamish, and there's an area called Brackendale. And it's Brackendale's famous around the world for it's there's so many bald eagles that live up there flying wow. around. There's all kinds of Aries in the trees. And so that exterior of his bar is an actual bar that's up there um, in just past Squamish. So that's just an hour out of town. And then my, my farm was in Langley, which is a suburb of Vancouver, another 45 minutes drive east to get to my farm. So it's all within... I can see why people want to live here because mm, mm, it's, it's beautiful. It's, it mm, is a very big it's beautiful. City. The the weather looks very unpredictable. I mean, when filming, was the weather as unpredictable as it is on screen? Yeah. Okay. For instance, um, do you remember? Did you watch season two when we had that big mm. carnival? There's a giant yep. carnival. Okay, that was shot in June of 2019 massive amount of background performers um big crane shot um all kinds of intricate parts moving around well every time we get everyone in place lock it up roll sound all of a sudden the sky would dump and we'd be running for cover in these tents <laughs> and then they bring us all back out again okay let's try it again and about three or four times we would try and shoot that that whole big carnival opening scene and it we'd get a deluge of rain um yeah yeah very unpredictable that's vancouver but i mean not this summer boy this summer it's like dry as it's it? it's up there like it's gonna be 30 degrees today it's only what 12 30 here um 30 degrees today and this weekend apparently it's gonna be hotter it went up to 40 degrees centigrade celsius um wow. about a month ago unbearable unbearable like you're just going mm -hmm. i don't have air conditioning so I would just, I was doing every, okay, when I lived in Newfoundland, um, they were famous for their icebergs that would come down past St. John's. There were these giant, giant icebergs in the harbor. And, um, but, so June in Newfoundland is quite cold because the wind would come whooping off the ocean, crossing the icebergs, and you'd be freezing in June. You'd want to make pot roast or, you know, warm food. Um, so I was desperate. I got a block of ice and I put it in the sink and I filled it with water and then I put a fan and I just stood there. It's just like, okay, just like the icebergs, let's go. <laughs> no, it's not working. Then I was putting my wrists in the water going, okay, just put your wrists in there. And then I was like putting my head in the water. <laughs> I was just trying anything to cool down because I'm not good in heat. I'm just not. Mm. I've, mm. I've got, you know fairly pale skin like my mom um had yeah. and uh, um, 
I mean, I, I, I burn as well. And when I moved to Cyprus, because I was, sing, I was singing in Cy, Cy, Cyprus in the hotels. And, no way! Um, yeah, like, yeah. Like and then, the yeah, I was, I was part of like a production show. Um, so, so, so we're doing shows from like the sixties, seventies, stuff from the musicals and 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 everything like 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 that. So, oh, cool. Yeah, but that was oh, that was going back now. I've been married what nine years? Uh, so be probably twelve, twelve, eleven years. Uh, but I've got to say, when I landed in Cyprus, I hate the sun. I really do. Because I burned straight away. Yeah, yeah. And a, me too. as I landed, literally, I had this blue shirt on and the airplane doors opened. It was 40 degrees. And I stepped out on, on onto the stairs. And not only did I feel like I just got slapped in the face by by, mm -hmm. by this this sheet of warmth Furnace, but i looked down and and my blue shirt started to get darker spots on on, on them and literally i could have counted to 10 and my whole shirt was soaking wet with the humidity yeah. and yeah. the heat and i tried everything to keep keep cool because the apartment that i was staying in didn't have air conditioning oh, and i tried that the ice on the wrists cold showers <laughs> sleep sleeping with the thinnest uh, blanket possible you yeah know, but wet towel around the neck that helps too but you, but you climatize you climatize over time um but it didn't rain once for a year so <laughs> when i landed back when i landed back and actually flew back into birmingham airport uh, uh -huh. it was chucking it down and all these people looked at me odd because i was there with my arms open looking up into the sky with, oh. with, with all this rain it, it was beautiful it was a beautiful moment i've got to say yeah i really i really do um but i've got to also mention on imdb there is a comment on there which i think i'm going to read it because it's so so well written it says over the years linda has played diane keaton's best friend leslie nielsen's wife owen wilson's confidant and jennifer lopez's boss um that 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 is a fantastic statement in it, in it, in itself it really is the question is who was the most fun to work with and any stories that you can share with yeah. working with that person i'm going to i just my little dog just came downstairs i'm just going oh. to get up i have here, here here i'll show you my beautiful little doggy this is milo oh hello milo oh Oh, I bet Milo's suffering if it's warm, bless him. Yeah, well, we keep him inside, and I'm, I'm mm. going to get him shaved down next week. Yeah, and we <laughs> we him. go for walks early in the morning. He's also 13, right? He's an old guy. But anyway, um, most fun, Diane Keaton. Wow. I have to say, Diane Keaton. Um, I was, she, she produced this movie that was um, based on a real story about these two single mothers who... Uh, this was in the States somewhere in the 80s, they supported themselves by selling crack cocaine. Um, yeah. And then one of them, yeah, I know, isn't that wild? It's a true story, apparently. One of them, one of the ladies, became severely addicted to crack cocaine. And, that, um, and then the other lady was, um, her boyfriend was skimming off the profits, so she ended up getting murdered gangland style. Really, just a fun light romp of a movie. Yeah. Music. No. Uh, anyway, I was nervous at first getting there because we shot in Winnipeg, in the uh, center of Canada there. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to meet Annie Hall. Oh, my God, I can't handle this. I love Annie Hall. Like, I love Diane Keaton. 
Anyway, um, she threw a party for everyone the Friday night before we started shooting. And she came in, and I was just looking, going, oh, my God, there's Annie Hall, and she's coming toward me. And she was just so nice to me. And, Linda, I'm so glad you, you agreed to do this movie, and I'm so happy. Anyway, on her first couple of days of shooting, I was still, I'm playing her best friend, and I'm still nervous around her. And the guy that was playing my boyfriend, he had just finished doing a play with Al Pacino. And he said, you know what he learned? He said, we know so much about these stars, these celebrities, because we read stuff, right? And, you know, um, like, how did he put it? He said, I just felt, he said, just take, go back in there and take care of her. Make her feel comfortable. Take all the focus off yourself, whether or not she likes you or not or any of that junk. Just go back to set and make Diane feel comfortable. So I went, yes, that's, that's how I'm going to do it. So I get back to set and uh, we're in this grocery store and the scene is we're pushing our carts and she notices that I've got all this all these expensive groceries and she's buying all the cheap stuff and she wants to know where I'm getting all this money and that's the beginning of me introducing her to the to the, the drug trade anyway right before we went to start they were just getting ready and I went um Diane just out of curiosity why did you choose this role why this movie and she went honestly I needed the money and I went okay good to know I said oh my gosh she's real she's human She's the loveliest person. Anyway, her name is actually Anne Hall, Annie Hall. Did right. you know that? No. Because one day she invited me into her trailer and we were just sitting around talking and I was I was going to be hosting an AIDS benefit in Vancouver and I asked, I said, you know, can I say that I've been working with you and, 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 and could you give me some kind of statement that I could say on stage? And she said, well, absolutely. You just say anything you want and just say that I said it was okay. And then she went, oh, I've got to get this call. It's my grandmother. She goes, hi, Granny Hall. Hi, Granny Hall. I'm going, Hall? Her grandmother's <laughs> name is Hall. <laughs> Diane, Annie, Hall. That's what her name is in wow. real life. Diane Keaton is a stage name. Yeah. So, I mean, a lot, a lot, a lot. Sorry. Oh, that's just a little anecdote from my favorite person of those people you listed. Oh, she is, she, she is also another awesome actor i mean uh, yeah. i mean pe pe people forget these actors like yourself are just people and your job right. is acting so it, you know you know people get nervous around stars and i can understand that i mean i've been very star starstruck over the most obscene like stars that you would never think um, <laughs> but but you just you, you know we're just people that your job is is more exciting than mine and um you know you get to do something that you obviously love i mean what attracts you to a role what really um you know gets those creative juices going uh, when you get you know potential scripts through um sometimes it's the director if it's a director that i've seen their work before and i go oh I would love to work with that person um, sometimes a role just seems like I was meant to play it. Like, I know this person, I actually know who this person is. Um, Lily was not that at all, because she's mm. quite quiet and quite reserved, and I'm pretty much the opposite of that. Um, you know, I have tattoos, and I, I swear like a trucker, and so... <laughs> <laughs> awesome. <laughs> she is the, the opposite of me, so it's kind of interesting. But... 
it, it's all they're all different you know like um they're all different it's it, it's you're getting to walk in someone else's shoes for a while and see mm. what that's like so that's what attracts me to any of it really um yeah it's not a not particular role it's and also too i'm not like a star i'm a working actor i'm a journeyman journey woman um so for me it's just i just love working uh, mm. at this because it's it's um i know i've i've finally accepted that i'm actually good at it, it took me years to actually think that i was good at it because a lot of times it's funny actors have this thing uh actors nightmares for one thing um I have one just about every couple of weeks still where I'm on a set and I or I'm, it's a live show and I don't know the lyrics and they're all, you're on you're on get you're on stage right now and I'll go out there and try and make up a song and people are leaving the theater booing me like I have dreams like that <laughs> or I have dreams where I'm on a set and um, nobody likes me <laughs> and it's just really no yeah um, yeah so actors nightmares um how did i get onto that i can't remember how i got onto that um that is a good quest quest question but going from that uh you know i i i've been told that many actors are quite insecure because they're constantly being critiqued you know in yeah, plays in shows yeah yeah exactly so it's only natural well, to 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 have dreams like that you know we're human and you're human so yeah which is understandable. So from your impressive, and I've got to say, looking at your IMDb, you've got such an impressive list of credits to your name. Um, is there one that will always um, stay in your heart, something that, that has been your passion project? Well, I have to say, aside from Virgin River, um, St. John's, Newfoundland is a magical place. And um, that was... a incredible job I, I the man that played my husband um an actor named sean mcginley who's um lives in dublin but he often you, you've seen him probably in a ton of stuff because he mm. shoots in london uk all the time like on shows like shetland and um just all the time uh getting to know someone like that who's just still a friend and then all the women on the show that i worked with like um although they live in ontario like Rachel Wilson, who was in the first season, she was just out in Vancouver, so we got together a couple of days ago and hung out. Um, Kristen, who played a police officer in the show, she just had a baby. She lives in Stratford, Ontario. Like, they, they're my family. They became my family. Mm. And six years is a long time to spend mm. with people day after day. Um, some of the crew were really good musicians, so we formed a band, and we played all the rap parties for the show. Awesome. So that was another awesome. And then when I first got to St. John's, like even though I'm Canadian and was born in Canada, I didn't know anything about the other end of Canada. Like we're kind of such a vast country. You kind of live on the West Coast mm. or you're, you're the other side of the world. Um, so when I got the job, I moved out there with my little dog and I bought a book called A Brief History of Newfoundland and Labrador. And just as going, oh my God, this is, St. John's is the oldest city in North America. Um, there was towns formed in Newfoundland before Shakespeare was born. In fact, there's a town called Cupids where they do Shakespearean plays in a replica of the Globe Theater. 
Oh, wow. Didn't know and that. the showtime is at 6 p.m. because they're using all natural light in the summer. I've gone to wow. see some plays there. Friends of mine have been in those plays. They have a, a Royal St. John's regatta, rowing regatta, every summer. And I thought, okay, it was the oldest sporting event in North America. And I went, I want to be part of that. So I took rowing lessons out here in Vancouver, and I joined the uh, the team, a team out there, and raced in three regattas. I won a gold medal, silver medal uh, in my category. Um, so just basically, it was such a cultural such a rich cultural place that um that i have to say that experience will always be my favorite i've got to say history for me is 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 what one thing i'm passionate about and i've got to say you know the amount of teenagers out there that haven't got a clue about english his, history never mind anywhere else uh, but yeah. yeah, I'm into my American his, his, history massively, but I'd oh, love okay. to go to Canada. I've never been to Canada. I've been all over the States, but really? I've never been, be, yeah, I've been um, all over the East Coast. So I've been to Amish country. Um, oh, wow. I've, I've, I've been to Philadelphia, Washington, Baltimore, Delaware. Um, and I just think, and I've never done the West Coast. That's the only side I yeah. haven't done. I've been to Dallas. Um yep. Is but this it, all but, but part of your performing career? Like, no, 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 no. So this is was after, um, with all the money saved saved up, I went traveling yeah. and and uh, oh, had a wonderful time. Um, uh, but just a few more questions before we end this wonderful chat, Lin Lin Linda. Um, have have you kept anything from any of your shows or any of your projects that you mm -hmm. can talk about? Yes. Um, when Republic of Doyle finished, they had a massive set sale to sell all the costumes, all the props. Um, and a lot of my scenes were in my kitchen. My name was Rose Doyle, and I had this very colorful kitchen. So we, as cast, we got to go in first and buy whatever we wanted. So I bought all my dishes that were always in the, sh in the frame of the shots. And then there was this um, window that they'd made that was stained glass, and it was um, it was a picture in stained glass of Signal Hill mm -hmm. and the Cabot Tower, where John Cabot did the first transatlantic radio um, communication in like early 1900s. I think I'm gonna maybe I'm wrong history-wise, but him and Marconi, I think they did the first transatlantic. Would it be not Sounds telephone? Familiar. But radio kind of thing. Anyway, Cabot Tower is there at the top of the hill and I used to hike that hill all the time. And so yeah, that that uh that that is something that I'll I treasure. Now, weirdly enough, it's still in St. John's because I didn't have a way to get it out here. So, I'm putting out to the universe that I get a job in St. John's so I can go back and see all my people and get my stained glass back. <laughs> <laughs> and I and, and I presume you got all that for a very good price. Oh yes, next to yeah. nothing. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, I interviewed a woman that was uh, Anna Hopkins that was in Bad Bad Blood, uh, that was filmed in Canada with oh. Kim Kim Coates, and um, okay. she was saying that she she bought all her outfits and they're all like Armani and all designer stuff. Yeah. So she bought them at a fraction of the cost. So I suppose there are there are some perks there. And lastly, yeah. I just wanted to talk about what you're doing next because I've seen that you've been filming Family Law. 
and yeah. I, I had Jules State on the show um, quite a while ago, and oh, she mentioned no. that that they hadn't started yet because okay. uh, of, of of COVID. Um, yeah. How 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 was filming? Are you still filming, or is that all finished? And uh, no, how did I, it go? I, I, um, well, what's great about that is, um, okay, back to Republic of Doyle. We had uh, Victor Garber as a guest star oh, on yeah, four different episodes. Oh, he is the, one of the funniest people on the planet. I love Victor Garber. And so I got to know him um, that way. And then I went and saw him on Broadway. He was doing a, a Noel Coward play. Um, I went to see him on Broadway. And also Sean McGinley happened to be doing a Sam Shepard play. This was like 2010 or something like that. Anyway, and then Victor and I just sort of loosely kept in touch. And then I guess last year I saw a picture of him and Jewel in the paper. And it said, oh, look who's filming in town. They're making a new show called Family Law. And I went, I want to be on that. And weirdly <laughs> enough, I found out after the fact that both Jewel and Victor had recommended me to the producers for this certain part. I found that out after I got the job. Um, and it was, she, she's a, she's like an Ann Coulter type, this character. Um, she's a horrible person, like just racist, homophobic, every phobia you think of. And then she gets on her YouTube channel and rants about things. And, you know, yeah, gay people can have marriage, but, you know, wait a minute. No, she says stuff like they can, why, they can have a civil union if they want, but, um, you know, why should the rest of us have to change tradition for them? God. Horrible, just horrible stuff mm. um, that I had to say. Um, and then what happens is, um, yeah, it, anyway, it's it's fun. Victor and I have sort of a little affair. Um, and yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a good show. The writing is spectacular. A woman named Susan Nielsen created it and writes a lot of the episodes. And she's also like a famous novelist in Canada, and um, this, the, the writing is fantastic. And working with Victor again was a hoot because, you know, I had to play his girlfriend, and he knows me really well. So there was an instant chemistry for us, mm. a lot of laughs. And, um, yeah, so that's coming out in the fall, I believe, in Canada. I'm not sure how it will be, like, released mm. around the world. Thing and is, that's, that's that. the thing in the UK we don't get a chance to see many of these shows and it frustrates the hell out of me because you know there's so many well written so well directed shows unless they get onto Netflix or get onto Sky yeah. One or mm -hmm. or something like that we never get to see them but I, I can't wait to watch Family Law when it comes out because as you said it looks like it's going to be a, a fantastic show your character yeah. is obviously the polar opposite of of you in real life and yes, Victor Garber <laughs> I just I, I just think Victor should be permanently in a period drama I don't know oh. why I could just imagine him in like a really nice three-piece you know 1900 suits and a bowler hat I don't know why mm -hmm. he's, oh, he's, know. He's, he's got that demeanor about about him but Linda you've he been a great guest Oh, thank I've you, my love. Such such a great time, and um, I want to thank you for Vir Virgin River. You really, really were amazing in that show, and I, I you know, I loved every second of it. And uh, you did such a stellar job with with such a a gritty storyline, and and I, I, you know, I'm sharing you know the same view of many many millions out there 
that you're an absolute star and uh, I've really uh, enjoyed having you on the oh, show. Nice. Oh, bless you. Thank you so much, Brian. Yeah, thank you. You've been listening to Be More Super, the podcast. It was kind of a crazy, fun experience. I love the show, guys. You're awesome. Listen, my whole family loves it, man. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to hit the subscribe button and share with your super friends.